Right, this morning we're going to, uh, we're going to celebrate communion for the observant amongst you. You can see uh, communion. So if you can find your way to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Gee, this is really tall, Adam, isn't it? This is really high up. I'm, I'm pretty tall. This is right up there. That'll no, be right. I'll be right. Right, let's just see how work, work these. Let's just check which way they go. That's right. Okay. 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 26. <clears throat> For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. <clears throat> in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Very familiar words, really, that um, we normally read when we have communion. There is a phrase there that is repeated. And uh, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me twice. Jesus said, remember me. In two Sundays' time, we will, I guess, probably have a minute's silence on the Sunday morning uh, as it's Remembrance Sunday. I went to football yesterday, and there was a minute's silence, because it's the last home game before the 11th of November, and there was you know, a minute's silence when you think back and, and give thanks for those who've died in wars for us. I have two relatives who, uh, that I know of who died, one in the First World War, one in the Second World War. And on Remembrance Sunday, I kind of work to remember. You know what I mean? I have to try to remember. And I actively remember. I don't do it other times during the year, but I do then. And it's a respectful thing, isn't it? And the question is, is that what Jesus was saying? I want you, every now and again, <clears throat> every now and again when you take communion, I want you just to respect, I want you to gird up your thoughts and uh, you know, respect what I did. Or is there a whole lot more to it? I think, following on our theme that we have, disciples remember Jesus. Okay? And I want to address this with <clears throat> two pictures, really. And I work around two pictures. And the first one took place maybe seven or eight years ago in Tesco's car park in Dunton Green. When uh, we had a jar that, I bet lots of you have done this, where odd coins go in the jar. You know, pennies, twos, fives, ten p's, twenty p's, whatever. <clears throat> and the idea was, when it got completely full, it would pay for a takeaway. That's the kind of theory. So I take these coins to Tesco's in a plastic bag. I get the bag out of the back of the car, and the bag comes up. The coins go down. <laughs> the coins. <clears throat> there are then over a thousand coins on Tesco's car park. So, and I don't have a bag, so I get the dog blanket, and I get on my hands and knees, and I put the coins in the dog blanket, and screw it up and carry it in. And I know there are a thousand coins, because it tells you how many coins you have deposited. It was like a coin dump at that point in time. <clears throat> I wonder if, if God turned you upside down, tipped out your mind this morning, what he, if there was a mind dump rather than a coin dump, 
what he'd find. What are your memories? Okay, because remembering is about memories, isn't it? There'd be stuff, quite a number of you today will have thought, have I, timed the, have I changed the time on the oven? Have I remembered to get the timer right today? Or in our house, it's have I turned my hair tong, the hair tongs off? <laughs> we remember good things. Two weeks ago, we sat down with Ian Lane, wherever he's gone, or wherever he was sitting there a minute ago, and we just picked his brain, picked his memories of 80 years of life and the things he'd done and how God had been with him. And it was a real treat to do that. There are other memories. <clears throat> Most of us, will, all of us will have a deposit of hurt and regret and pain, maybe some anger when we've been let down by people. Actually, I wonder if Jesus features anywhere. When he does this mind dump, what would our memories be of Jesus? Because if, if all you do is at communion once in a while, you remember Jesus, there's not going to be too much memory of him. But disciples, for disciples, it's a whole lot different. And it's a lifestyle of remembering. Now, remembering was part of the Old Testament. Uh, there were seven feasts mentioned in the Old Testament, but there are three main ones. The Passover, which has like a direct application to communion. The Feast of Unleavened Bread. They, they remembered God's incredible deliverance out of Egypt. And you remember the blood being daubed, or the blood of a lamb being daubed on the doorposts. And God passing over those doorposts. And, uh, and death did not visit that house and the Israelites were saved from Egypt. The second harvest, uh, feast was the Feast of Weeks. This was marking the commencement or, or sowing of crops. That was in the third month. And the third was the Feast of Tabernacles, okay, a feast of booths or ingathering. And it celebrated the completion of the harvest. That's when, when the ingathering. Now, for those who've been at to Ashburnham, this lasted seven days. Uh, and the people dwelt in booths, which they made out of branches and the boughs of trees. So they made their own, they camped, okay, for seven days, not just a weekend. Now, these were dramatic visual reminders to the Israelites because they did not have the Holy Spirit living in them. God did not indwell them personally. Therefore, he had to remind them corporately. Now, what about personally? Then. What about this scripture from Deuteronomy? This is uh, the Israelites in, or under the Old Covenant, the Jews individually. These commands that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. I want what God was saying to them, I want you to live and breathe my commands. I want you to have them, you know, I want you to have them on your forehead. And the second my second picture is is this one, which is a strange picture. The man is wearing a what's called a phylactery. And that contains scriptures from Exodus and Leviticus and worn at morning prayer. Can you see the point? The point was to have truth uh, bound on his forehead. That's what the application was. Now, let's go to the New Testament. Now, I remember Ad Adam, I think it was Adam, who uh, said the foundational 
words, of the three, three words that underpin the New Testament a few weeks ago, that God is love. I want to add three words that distinguish the New Testament from the Old Testament, or the New Covenant from the Old Covenant. How much more? Okay, when you compare the, the New Covenant, how much more has God done for us under the New Covenant through Jesus compared to the Old Covenant for the Israelites? Then two scriptures. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's memories, amongst other things. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now that sounds really good, doesn't it? Good, pleasing, and perfect will in our minds. That really does sound great. Second scripture, Romans 8, 6. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. So we can have minds that are full of life and peace when we remember Jesus, when we ask the Holy Spirit to govern our minds. Remembering Jesus is a great big part of this. It's a big element of having a transformed mind. Now, I want just to apply some practicalities on this. When should we remember Jesus? I think, I may not quite quote Sharon correctly, Sharon here, but on, uh, Sharon here. On, on Tuesday evening, you mentioned that someone who'd become a Christian recently was saying, am I, am I allowed to think prayers? Something like that, wasn't it? Am I allowed to think prayers? Of course, you know, yes, most definitely you're allowed to think prayers. And you're most definitely encouraged to think about Jesus. When should we remember him? What about when I get up and when I go to bed? Just at the beginning and the end of the day. When life's eventualities happen, stuff happens, doesn't it? Dishwashers get blocked, trains are missed, jobs are not won when you went to apply for one, things go wrong, things go well. Stuff happens. What about, do you think Jesus is interested in stuff that happens in our lives? Do we think so? I think he definitely is interested, like the flotsam and jetsam of life, just stuff that life is made up of. When we make decisions, is Jesus interested in when we make decisions, particularly easy ones? When things are obvious, when things are obvious, that is a very good time to remember Jesus. I've, when I've spoken before, I've mentioned decisions at work, things I've work I've taken that I thought, well, that, you know, that would be good, and regretted it because uh, I didn't think about it, I didn't pray about it. But when you know, when we make decisions, let's remember Jesus. When we encounter people, Norman last week, Norman was great, wasn't he? And a big part of what he said was, don't forget, which is another way of saying remember. Um, and he said, I never want to get uh, too familiar with the truth about Jesus. But one, another thing he said was, he's always looking to encounter people. And he told a story about the man on the plane, you know, making sure lots of people heard. Um, you know, when we encounter people, that, that's a chance for God to use us. And uh, that is a very 
appropriate time to remember Jesus, to be deliberate about it. You know, God brings people across our paths at school, college, at work, in the street, whatever. God brings people across our paths. So let's be, you know, a disciple will be actively remembering Jesus in that context. When we're tempted to sin, um, that is a time to remember Jesus, isn't it? It does happen, happens to all of us. Um, Satan does not fight fair. Uh, he, he wants to fight. And he wants to, to defeat us. Now, that is a very appropriate time to, um, to remember Jesus. Like Mark's prayer this morning about binoculars. I'll come on to that wrong slide. But when should we remember Jesus? Go back to Deuteronomy 6, 8. Um, to be norm, normal life. Part of our routine um, is to remember Jesus. Why should we remember Jesus? This is Mark's prayer. Binoculars. Perspective. Three, three P's here, although the, the last one should really be an S for sanctification. But uh, <laughs> we, when we remember Jesus, we, get, we gain his perspective. So the binoculars that Mark prayed about, about seeing life through his binoculars. Maybe I'm unique, but when, when, I, when things go wrong and I apply my own perspective to stuff, it, gets, it can get, go awry pretty quickly. And uh, I, I become introspective. I don't really show it, but inside I am introspective and um, dwell a bit on it. And I, my perspective goes wrong. Now, I'm, I suspect I'm not the only person who that, that applies to. If we remember Jesus, we will have his perspective. What is his perspective? It's an eternal perspective, isn't it? It's an all-powerful perspective. It's a nothing-is-impossible perspective. It is, and also when things go right. You know, sometimes when things go really well, you think, oh, aren't I good? Haven't I done well? So let's have his perspective when things go right as well. Why should we remember Jesus? Peace. Now, we read Romans 8, verse 6. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. As Christians, we, we should have peace. And, there are, we sh- and we should also be aware of the fact that many people in the world have a severe absence of it. They're not just neutral and just trolling along in life, they severely lack peace. And remembering Jesus enables us to be peaceful. And thirdly, why should we remember Jesus? Because he wants to purify our minds. Now, I'm not a psychologist at all, but it just seems to me pretty logical that your mind is only capable of so much content and that... uh, that might, hopefully that's, that's right. And that when Jesus is involved, he wants to replace the rubbish stuff. It's the stuff, the junk out of the bottom. You know, he's not going to replace the memories of going to Sainsbury's yesterday and tomorrow, that sort of thing. He's interested in mo- removing the junk out of the bottom. And that is his work, sanctifying. If we remember Jesus, that's part of him sanctifying our minds. I think Ian 
where Ian's downstairs. When Ian spoke, he uh, talked about disciples changing, disciples being changed. And on that note, I, I, I have listened to a number of the, uh, the sermons recently. I've said I'm a bit of a Luddite with my phone. I do not use it to any of its capacity. Lindsay's been saying to me, you must get headphones, and it isn't that difficult to listen to a talk. So I finally decided I would, um, and it is, using the SoundCloud, it is very easy. It is, even I could do it, it is very, very easy. And uh, so the, the quality of the sound, quality of the preaching is great, the quality of the sound is excellent. So it is very easy on the ear, as it were. So can I encourage you to use that? Um, use, that use that facility, because it is there, and I can say it eat more easily than Adam can. And actually, it is a London, or seven oaks to London, to Cannon Street, is almost spot on uh, a sermon length. <laughs> Although Norman's wasn't. Norman's, Norman's was nearly two journeys. Jesus wants to sanctify our minds. Now, what do we remember? What, this, this, it shouldn't be really what should we remember. This is what could we remember, because there is a vast uh, array of uh, aspects and truth about Jesus that we can remember. And I've got a load here. Uh, I've got seven slides worth. But all I've done is just made some points. And just to show that they are not made up, I've added a scripture that describes them. And they're in pairs. So we are something about us and something about him. And that's a good kind of balance that in our memories we're remembering partly what Jesus has done for us or is doing for us and secondly something of his character and his nature. So we are loved. That's a great start to remember we are loved, isn't it? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, famous scripture, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He is almighty. So we remember that he is the almighty God. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and was and is to come, the Almighty. We remember this morning with communion that we are forgiven. Okay, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. No half measures with the forgiveness of God. He is victorious. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. So we remember Jesus. We remember that he is completely and utterly victorious. We remember that we have a history of God's goodness to us, of his goodness and faithfulness and love. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. He is creator, the creator and sustainer. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Note that all these scriptures are absolutes. They're not partial. They are complete. They are absolute truths and, uh, of absolute facts. We are chosen. Okay, we remember in Jesus, that we are chosen. That's great, isn't it? You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. 
So although this is talking about God's people, it applies to us as well, you are a special possession to God this morning in Jesus, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. We remember that he reigns in glory. That power is the same as the, as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the age to come. I almost apologize for reading out these scriptures to you, but they, I, I hope it's good to remember scripture, isn't it? Yeah. And part of remembering Jesus, actually, is getting Scripture into our head. We, we remember that we have promises over our lives. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises. What are they? Very great and precious. So that through them, you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. We remember that he's holy. Verse there from Revelation. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who is, was, and is, and is to come. We've, we remember, when we remember Jesus, we have hope in him. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Please note that I'm not struggling. I'm not kind of eking out words from, from random scriptures here. These are pretty plain. They're plain. So what, what that's saying is we're not struggling to generate truth in remembering Jesus. It is easy from scripture. We remember that Jesus will come again. So when Jesus went back to heaven, he said, uh, men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who was taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you've seen him go into heaven. Jesus will return. And final two, when we remember Jesus, we remember we have the Holy Spirit living in us. Jesus is part of the Trinity with God the Father and the Holy Spirit. Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And finally, in heading towards communion, the, we remember in Jesus that the cross towers over it all. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by be, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. There are 14, that's 14 truths we've just read that are about remembering Jesus. And you could find a whole lot more, okay? And uh, I think that, that part of the challenge is just to, to actively remember Jesus. Because it comes down to choices. When Adam, uh, which week, week it was, but he said, the love of God, is it nice to have or a need to know? Do you remember it saying it gave choice one side of the room or the other side of the room? Well, I'll, I'll adapt that. And say, remembering Jesus, is it nice to know? Nice to know that you can do it if you needed to. So when you have communion or Remembrance Sunday, you can remember Jesus. Nice, nice to know or a need to do. I think the answer is we need to practice remembering Jesus. And practice kind of leads into discipleship. Because discipleship has 
obviously it's the same core word as, uh, as discipline. Systematic training. Now, I'm, pretty dis I'm generally pretty disciplined on most things. There are some things I'm not. And one of them, uh, one of them I saw I a consultant recently, and he said, you need to lose weight. And he might as well have said, you, please cut your arms and legs off. <laughs> because um, it's that kind, of, it, that kind of level. I struggle desperately. I have a wife who cooks very well. I work in an office where there is plenty of nice food to eat if I want to. Um, and I like my food. And being asked to lose weight is just one of the toughest things out. It really, really is. So it's a kind of, this is a grit my teeth, I'm going to have to do this. I'm not going to enjoy it, but I'm going to have to do it. God's discipline is very different. Adam described God's love as fierce. Now that is not fierce as in the terrifying sense. That is fierce as in the severely strong sense. Very, very strong. So the discipline that God, that God invites us to is underpinned by the love of God, the fierce love of God. So my discipline in trying to lose weight is really underpinned by do I really have to do this? And, uh, <laughs> um, which is completely different. So just imagine that, you know, the, 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 uh, the discipline of, rem of choosing to remember Jesus being underpinned by the fierce, the supportive, for you, love of God. As choices matter, don't they? Um, this is not a choice of, I like, I shouldn't really use this, should I? Strawberry ice cream or mint shock chip ice cream? Because it sounds like I can't have either anymore. But, um, <laughs> but it's not that sort of choice, is it? It's not that sort of choice. Uh, Ian talked about choices being concept or reality. So is remembering Jesus a concept or is it a reality this morning? And I think the disciples remember Jesus. Disciples choose to remember Jesus. Disciples practice remembering Jesus. And that's what, you know, we are going through a series on what is, what is, what is a disciple. Well, as we come to communion and we actively remember Jesus in a minute, let's broaden that to disciples remembering Jesus as we move to communion. And the Old Testament looked forward to a new covenant, didn't it? And Jesus established that covenant uh, on the cross, and he talked about it at communion. And this morning, we are choosing to remember the cross. I picked up a quote from a guy named F.F. Bruce, who's uh, a famous uh, theologian, I guess. And he said, in the biblical sense, remembrance is more than a mental exercise. It involves a realization of what is remembered. That's an enlargement of what is remembered. And as we come to communion this morning, let's do some realizing, realizing the truth of what Jesus did for us. Just think, I was trying to pick up, that there, there are some uh, people who've written and talked about the fact that, you know, I picked up a few of them, but some people have written it re really, really well. But uh, there were probably many men who died on a cross in AD 30, 
Jesus was one of them. Um, he'd never been rich. He'd never owned property. He never had political office. They had to bury him in a borrowed tomb. He would never have left a will. His death was barbaric, and the manner of death was redrawn sometimes, sometime later. Yet his death and his resurrection and his birth, or the birth and death and resurrection, are the two pivotal moments in our world's history. As a sort of, as a paradox, you know, we think, why? Why is that? Why are more people following him now than ever before? And the answer is the cross. The answer is that he's alive, isn't it? And that's this morning we want to remember. Now, the way we're going to do this, I've asked, actually, can we get now, can we get into groups of, say, two, three, four, five? If you want to sit on your own, please do. Before you do that, let me me pray. Before you you move, let me pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for all the truths there are about you that we can remember this morning. And in choosing to be disciples of yours, to be followers of yours, we want to be those who make a habit of remembering you and make it part of our daily routine, our walking about, our going to and fro to be to remember you, to remember you quickly and to remember you for all that you have done for us and to live in the good of that on a day-to-day basis. Holy Spirit, please come and impress that upon our hearts and please help us now as we celebrate communion to know the realization of the truth, the simple truth that we are going to share. In Jesus' name, amen.